anything outside of, I'm sorry that I made you feel this way. I'm sorry that this happened. I understand why you would feel that way. Let's talk about next step so that we can resolve it. Anything outside of those three things or something similar to that is gaslighting and I will not accept it. Thank you for joining us. You are now tuned into Trish Chat, a series that aims to normalize vulnerability through conversation. Our episodes promote meaningful dialogue around identity, culture, and real life stories. We are your hosts, Steph and Jess, and everything you'll hear in our episodes are based on personal experiences. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Trish Chat. My name is Steph, and I'm here with Jess. What's up? Okay. Let's get the energy going. I need to match that energy. Yes, match it. She just drank some water, so her energy is, uh, you know, when you hydrate, you just feel different. Yes, yes, yes. Space Jam juice. Space energy. Jam juice? Yes. Energy? Um, what's been on your mind lately? Oh, my God. What hasn't been in my mind? Um, I think my mind's been consumed by racism lately. What do you mean? Always. Just everything that's going on in the world, I just think that I've been really... That's just constantly on my mind um, in all the forms that I have experienced racism, the internalized racism, you know, everything we talked about in our last episode. Mm. Um, And I've just been getting really curious around all of my identities. Um, I went to the bookstore the other day um, and I bought a lot of books around just race, gender, and sexuality. I just think that I had this urge to read and I haven't been reading um, books lately. Um, I was really on a a kick a few months ago. I don't remember. I was like banging out books left and right for like uh, month after month. And so I got this urge and I went over to the bookstore and I just gravitated towards these books. um, And I'm super excited to read them. Um, So yeah, racism. Just, you know, it's, a couple of light things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's... It's it's good. It's good to get curious about this stuff um, and dive deeper into it and educating myself just because we need to do that. We need to do that. We've, we should always be doing that. But I think with everything happening in the world, it's very top of mind. And it just makes me curious about everything within myself and the things that I don't know and language and how important that is to have words to describe what we're feeling mm-hmm. um i think it's it's helped me tremendously and um this topic today which we'll get into after you answer the question on what's on your mind has really helped like knowing learning this term and what it means and how i've felt this for a long time just really is a breath of fresh air um, being able to use it in sentences and to describe it to people so that it's a form of understanding and educating and freedom for me um, in many ways. So I'm excited about this this topic. Um, what's been on your mind lately? The topic, which is gaslighting. <laughs> Boom. Um, I've been thinking a lot about my identities as well, Um, my experiences in the workplace, um, experiences of like um, black females, black males, um, black trans people, Mm -hmm. um, um, black, black trans women, black trans men in the workplace. And thinking so much about like all the promises that have been made Mm -hmm. in terms of like the, the false commitments from like so many companies about initiatives around diversity and and stuff like that. Yeah. But then the gaslighting that happens when you want to call people out or you want to correct people on their action as a person of color or as Mm -hmm. a, you know, as a person of color, when you want to correct people, on their actions or you want to 
correct something that is not inclusive and does not create an environment that is inclusive for all the promises that are being made about all the people of color that are going to be hired and how you get gaslighted so much. Um, like just that sort of stuff has been really top of mind for me because of the amount of like brain space that it takes mm -hmm. um, to have your reality be questioned yeah. when it's your experience. Yeah. Um, and particularly the people who are questioning this are not people of color. Yeah. So they wouldn't understand at all. Um, so just thinking about in all of the spaces that I'm in, my identities and what it means for me to show up in those spaces as a queer woman of color and the amount of energy that it takes mm -hmm. and just evaluating all of that stuff. Well, we probably should define this word because I don't think many people know what it is. So, yeah. So we, um, on Instagram, we put up, um, a definition like five, six, seven days ago. Um, so I'm just going to read that definition and you can refer back to our Instagram Trish chat podcast. If you want to, um, just read it over more carefully. Um, the definition of gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse or psychological manipulation inv involving distorting the truth in order to confuse or instill doubt in another person to the point they question their sanity or reality. Mm -hmm. So gaslighting happens at many, many, many levels. But the reason why gaslighting is so important to recognize and so important to like truly understand and build a skill around like understanding, being able to see it when it's happening, it's because when you're being gaslighted, the person who's doing it is basically destroying your trust in your own perception of reality. Yeah. And it's a really icky feeling. And there's, it's really it's, feeling. there's like, it's so hard to de describe how I have felt when it's happened to me because there's like no words for it, but it's like, you leave more confused than, than, than when you entered the conversation. It's like, in a sense, you feel better because you're getting your words out there, but then you feel worse because now you're just confused about what just happened and if your feelings were even validated or acknowledged or, and then you realize they weren't. And now it's not about what you actually just approached the situation with. It becomes about something else or about that person. Yeah. And I think there's, there's so many different forms of it. So if you think about structural gaslighting and how I think People of color, um, black people, queer people have all experienced structural gaslighting from the current administration. Um, and one example that I want to give is many people watch the video of George Floyd's death. George Floyd's death was recorded and it incited anger in a lot of people. His death was not necessarily something that hasn't happened before, right? Like black men have been killed at the hands of police for a very long time. George Floyd's murder, because I have to call it what is murder, incited a lot of anger in people, but it also brought trauma in people, right? Because it is essentially, you saw the racism and the oppression and the powerlessness that can, can exist in that relationship between a black man and a, and, a, and a white police officer and how that police officer was just able to murder a black man because he could, right? So you're, you're, you're processing this. You're having all this trauma. This is unfair. It, it points at the structural inequality, the racism, the white supremacy that exists in this country. And then an autopsy, an initial autopsy report comes out 
that says that he died of something else. That's gaslighting. Because now you're questioning your own reality. Mm-hmm. Now, now you're like, what the, like, I saw what happened in the video. How are you going to tell me that it was something else? Mm-hmm. And so that piece, but also just like the current administration's um, lack of belief in science and in data and in facts, just look at what's happening with coronavirus is a form of gaslighting. It's essentially like they are painting this picture of reality that completely is distorted and makes you question the reality that we know to be true based on the amount of people that we're seeing dying from coronavirus, based on the amount of people that, um, the amount of health experts that have said exactly what we need to do in order to flatten the curve and come out of this with as few deaths as possible. But when, when it's like, well, wearing a mask is a political statement and all this stuff, it's gaslighting. So a lot of, a lot of people with this current administration have been gaslighted. And if you're feeling extremely exhausted, it is because, well, one, it's because of all the, all the, Freaking oppression that people of color, but particularly the black community has to go through. But also it's because we've been through like so many years of being gaslighted. It's just crazy that we, like, again, going back to the language piece, like we just didn't know what that was. There was no way to describe what that actually was. Like the, the feeling was there, but there was no word for me mm-hmm. until recently um the last few years understanding what that actually means and it's that feeling's kind of normalized in society yeah because when when you're when you are when when you know the truth and you know the reality and someone or people or they they're they're living and speaking in a way as if what you're saying is like completely or or what you're living is completely like out of whack. You start being like, well, am I, am I making the wrong decision? Like, is that true? Like, should I be doing this? Should I be like you, you start questioning yourself and that's very tiring. That's Mm -hmm. mentally exhausting. Mm -hmm. So we've all been living through some big structural gaslighting uh i think for 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 people of color for like ever Mm -hmm. um but i think for i was gonna say the country as a whole but i'm just saying most people Mm -hmm. um for four years Mm -hmm. so that's a structural gaslighting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then with gaslighting that happens on a day-to-day basis, it just blows my mind. And it's what you said that it's not until you were able to label it and have a definition for it and understand that this is something that happened that you start looking back and you realize how much you've been gaslighted or how you have gaslighted other people. Yeah. Cause like, let, let's be honest that like that's also a thing. Yeah. And it's important to know what it means and how to stop it. Yeah. Cause causing, causing that type of pain to somebody like for me, I just, I feel awful forever doing that to anyone because it's so, it's such a shitty feeling. Yeah. And Let's, let's give some like concrete, um, examples. Like I've been, I've been guilty of, of gaslighting just because sometimes I'll come from a place of, of, of ego. So, you know, a couple of years ago, if we would, if, um, if Jess would be like, Hey, um, I want to give you some feedback. I, you know, it really made me upset that you did this. It would just strike my ego in such a way where I would say, but I've done this and this and this, right. 
am I not like, I, you know, what about those sorts of things? Mm-hmm. And that's a form of gaslighting because I'm turning the conversation into, well, I'm great at all of these things. So what are you talking about? Yeah. I agree. (laughs) I think one of the biggest ones for me, like to give an example, um, and this is no shade to our Jube, but it's something that you and I have been working on is that um, expressing yourself. And I I remember early on in our relationship, um, me coming to you and being like, Hey, your energy feels off. Like what's wrong? Like what, it, what mm. what's going on? Like you seem upset and you'd be like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. We're good. And I, and I would still feel that. And like, I started feeling crazy because I'm like, why is her energy off? Then like, she's telling me she's fine. Now I'm like second guessing my mm-hmm. intuition when I know something's off and I'm pushing, pushing, pushing. And then days later you're like, yeah, I was upset about this. And I'm like, well, why didn't you tell me that? You know, and like that icky feeling, that was a form of gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Um, you're way better about that now. I promise I'm not a professional gaslighter. <laughs> you're not, you're not. But I think it's important to acknowledge that everybody has done that in their life. And it's important for us to, as you say, there, there's got to be room to grow. Mm-hmm. And so the reason we're able to speak about this topic is because we've been there and we're continuing to um, grow in that way so that we're not doing that. Um, I mean, and we're, we're, we still do that. Like there's still times where I'll say something to Jess, I'll say, um, she'll say, Hey, what time are you doing this? And I'll be like, I, I, I told you, uh, like you asked me and I told you, so it, it makes me feel like you're not listening to me. And she'll be like, you never told me that. And I will be like, you're gaslighting me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I call it how it is mm-hmm. and we address it. Mm-hmm. So I think that because we're all human and we all have an, an ego, mm-hmm. I think we can all be guilty of that, but it's important to call it out. Mm-hmm. when you see it and also be able to recognize when you're doing it and correct that behavior. Yeah. Tell me how else you've been gaslighted, but not by me. <laughs> um, everyone has, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm sure everyone that I know has done that to me and, and vice versa. Um, because it, it, ego does drive a lot of that. Um, behavior it does it just and we all have egos and it's just a matter of us checking ourselves and being aware and awareness is key in this so um it's so important also in in like being able to receive feedback or being able to approach a conversation and not gaslight somebody is important to and i go back to Brene brown Mm -hmm. and it is to not tell yourself a story based on what someone is saying, because it triggers you. Mm-hmm. So if I'm saying to you, it bothers me that you did this, I'm speaking to you about your action that you did, mm-hmm. right? And so what happens, we're all guilty of this, is that you take that as like, oh, you think I'm a bad person. Right. So then it turns into, well, I would, I, I'm not a bad person. I would never do that. I would never like purposely do X and Y and Z. Mm-hmm. And then that conversation is like, that conversation is no longer addressing the point that the person brought that upset them. Now it's addressing, you're sort of like defending yourself in court about your character. And now that is not a productive conversation and you have just gaslighted someone. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely happened to me a lot of times. <laughs> Where I I think I think for me it's it's more present in my my life because I've been having a lot of tough conversations the last few years. And part of having tough conversations is in fact talking about like uncomfortable stuff. Mm-hmm. About the way someone's actions are making me feel mm-hmm. and there's different forms of way, ways to 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 go about that so that it can be a little bit more clear and less 
judgmental or less where I'm going to trigger someone's ego. But depending on how much work that person has done within themselves and mm-hmm. knowing the language and the labels and all that, it's going to determine how that conversation goes and how like, um, how much they want to like be present and actively listen, which was another word we put out this week. Active listening. That is important in this work. Um, you know, one or, f- or a few of the times that I've had hard conversations with friends about something that they've done or something that I feel, um, there's been a number of times where I'll, I'll, I'll come to them. I'll go to them with, with some really tough feelings that I have. And, um, unfortunately it's come back to be like, kind of what you just said, like, how could you think that I would be, I would do that? Or why would you think I would do that when I've done X, Y, and Z? Um, getting very defensive and turning it on me in a way where I start thinking, am I being too harsh? Did I look at, did I take this the wrong way? Am I, are my feelings too sensitive? Am I accusing this person? Yeah. Like why are they, um, getting so go, getting so upset in a way where again, you're like the form of gaslighting, like you're questioning your feelings and everything you, you went to talk to them about. And so that's, when that has happened, it's never been a productive conversation because then it turns into a defense offense conversation. Like that person's defensive. I'm trying not to be defensive, but then I'm trying to like really center myself to be like, okay, let them talk. Let me actively, you know, let me listen actively and let me find different ways to say this. And then that, that the, the point in the center of the conversation gets lost because now I'm spending, yeah, but because now I'm spending so much time second guessing myself and I'm spending time thinking about different ways to make this person understand my feelings and the experience they have caused me. And I think that, again, depending on who that person is and where they are in their life and their journey when it comes to being aware of these things, that's going to determine how your conversation goes. Like it's either going to be super productive where they're going to really be like present in it and they're going to listen and they're going to, you know, understand when you're like, I wish when I had some of those conversations, I understood what gaslighting was. So I could then use that and say, this is what you're doing. Not knowing that they would understand what that means, but hoping they did to have a dialogue. And I, cause I know when we talk and you're like, Hey, you're gaslighting me. I know exactly that feeling. And I have to sit in it and I'm like, I'm sorry, because I can catch that really quick and be like, Oh yeah, I am gaslighting you. And that's not fair. But when you don't have that language, you're confused. You're confused and you just circle around and then at the end of it, you're just exhausted and you're like, wow, that, that was not productive. And like you said, what happens is you, you turn from going to someone with like, this is a pro- this is a problem. This is something I'm experiencing. Mm-hmm. It hurt my feelings that you did this. And then it turns into you defending yourself about why you why your point is correct, which mm-hmm. you should never have to defend your experience. Why, why should you do that? It's your experience. One, mm-hmm. two, or you're defending yourself of like, well, no, I would never think this of you. I would never, you know, accuse you of X and Y and Z. And then you finish that conversation and you walk away from it. And like you said, Jess, you feel cool. empty, empty. Mm-hmm. You feel like, wow, I just spent all of this emotional energy on this conversation And I did not get out of it what I went in looking to get out of it, which is one resolution and two, sometimes it's an apology. Yeah. And then like, and gaslighting is a form of, there's like, there's different things that are tied to it. And for me, when thinking about those times, there's like shame tactics with that, Mm -hmm. right? Like in that example where, you know, I go to a friend and say, Hey, this happened and you, this is how it makes me feel. And they turn around and they're like, how could you think I would be, I would do that. Or I would, you know, be that type of person. You no, know? Yeah. Now there's something wrong with you for you know? thinking. And like, that's shameful because it's like, how could you think that? How could you like very direct and like how 
now it's not even about what they did. It's about fuck, like shit. Do do I think you're? I don't. I never said you were a bad. Like it's they start putting these ideas in your head, and then you're just like, it's an ego war. war, war. Um, yeah. So it's 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 the turning things into not about what you want to talk about, but about how that's offensive to them as a person. It's straight up just being like, no, that didn't happen. No, I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. No. Like, how, how do you, how do you have a conversation with someone if you're like, you lied to me about this? And they're like, no, I didn't. I didn't lie to you about that. Yeah. Right. Like, how do you have a conversation with someone about that? And then three, which I think is something that people of color face a lot mm-hmm. is, um, and I've experienced this, um, at work throughout like my career mm-hmm. is when you speak up about something that you didn't feel was right or that um, doesn't make sense or that bothers you, oftentimes what you're met with is, tell me exactly, walk me through exactly what happened here. And and do you have uh, emails to to showcase that? Or do you, mm. it's like asking you for receipts because yeah. Because it, it wasn't enough. You're like you verbalizing yeah. your experiences and how you wanted to dress. It's more about like, well, t- tell me exactly, t- tell me exactly what happened here. And then they try and break points of it down. Right. As, yeah. as you're talking about, well, why would you say this? Oh, well, or I don't think that that's what, I don't think that, that, that's that, what that was the meant. intention or whatever. Yeah. It's like, that's really funny. How do you know that? And, and at the point where you start going through detail by detail and having to find email, having to do, you start questioning yourself. You're like, wait, is this as big of a deal as I thought it was? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I, I can totally relate to that. And that's why people of color, I mean, everyone, everyone has, has experienced this no matter who you are. But I think in our, through our lens, like as people of color, that's why we don't speak up because we're constantly being gaslighted and no, we don't want to feel that. That shit sucks. So we just stay quiet. We're just like, all right, this isn't worth the fight because they're going to say exactly what you just said, like prove it to me or that's not what that happened. Walk what me happened. through exactly, you know, you know, exactly what happened. Show me this, show me that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's exhausting. That's exhausting to, to build the courage to share your experience and then have to justify your experience with facts. You have to justify the way that you receive something and the way that it made you feel with factual information. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Whew. Yeah, I feel like that there's a lot with that, with what you just said that can we like we can dive into, but that's pretty much the core of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I know we talked about like what it feels like when you're being gaslighted and it's it's this feeling of confusion, drain. Um, sometimes you feel upset with yourself because you're just like, how, you, you start gaslighting yourself or you're like, how dare I bring this up? Like, it wasn't even that big of a deal. Now look at what I've done. Mm-hmm. Questioning your sanity. Questioning your yourself. Yeah. 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 So I want to, I want to talk a little bit about, cause you can learn you can read the definition of gaslighting, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you fully understand it mm-hmm. or fully understand how gaslighting looks in action. So I want, I would love just for you to talk a little bit about how you've come to learn and recognize when you're being gaslighted. For me, it's just a feeling like I, I, I think I'm so used to the feeling now about what how that feels like the confusion, the ickiness, all that, that is that when it happens, I immediately am like that. I know that feeling that's familiar. And that's what this, that's what's happening. Um, This also sucks to say, but I feel like when 
I'm going to go into tough conversations or walk into rooms or new jobs or whatever. Like, I feel like I already assume it's going to be that Mm. because I don't think maybe now more because I'm getting older and uh, we're all maturing and all that. But I think, again, I think that so many people drive off their ego and they don't know how to have productive conversations that tough conversations. Yeah. That they, they use shame tactic, shame tactics, and they gaslight a lot because that's all they've known and nobody's ever called them out on it. So, um, I recognize, honestly, for me, it's just, it's, it's, it's a lot of the feeling of just feeling exhausted and confused and just helpless in a way that I just know. And I think, I think once people listen to this episode and, and, and dive into more and and research a little bit more around this, it's going to click for them. It's going to click for them to be like, oh shit, that's what that was. Mm -hmm. And then they'll be like, oh, that's what that was. And then it'll, like, at least for me, it was like, I started putting the puzzle pieces together and I'm like, the feeling has been the same across the board within all these scenarios. So that must, and it just drove into that word. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, holy shit, so much of my life has been this. And yeah, so now, I mean, I think I use this word all the time and I'm like, yep, that was gaslighting. That was gaslighting. Um, And I'm able to use that terminology with my friends and like, they're picking it up even more now mm-hmm. and they're being able to, and it's, it's, it's about talking about it and defining it and just being able to recognize it because for some, for me, and I know for like a couple of friends that I talked to about this, it's, it's such a refreshing feeling once you know what it means and like being able to tie it to that feeling. Cause then they're like, Oh my God. At first it's like, shit, this sucks. Like that sucks that, that that's what, that's what was happening and that's what continued to happen with a group of people a job or whatever but once you know it you can't unsee it and then you do something about it yeah you remove yourself from those situations you 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 address it or you just move on and i think there's a lot of power in that so to answer your question for me it's it's the feeling um that i've become very familiar with can you relate to that or do you have like a different identifier? Yes, sometimes it's a feeling, but because I grew up um, having to suppress my feelings, I um, don't necessarily trust myself 100% right now to go off of a feeling because my um, sort of like my brain is wired to suppress. So I can't, I I can't trust that that um, signal is always going to be a hundred percent accurate when, when by default I suppress, I have to work so hard to just be like, what's that feeling? What's that feeling? So for me, um, I typically, when I'm going to have a tough conversation, I have to prepare a lot because again, I'm so used to suppressing my feelings that I need to just work through in my mind. Like, this is what I feel. It's okay to feel that. There's nothing wrong with feeling that. This is what, you know, we are going to, by we, I mean me and myself, like this is what we're going to communicate. Um, and so for me, I just set some boundaries in place in my mind of I'm going into this conversation and I'm going to talk about my experience, how I received something and why it bothered me. Anything outside of, I'm sorry that I made you feel this way. I'm sorry that this happened. I understand why you would feel that way. Let's talk about next steps so that we can resolve it. Anything outside of those three things or something similar to that is gaslighting and I will not accept it. Yeah, because you're pretty quick to like recognize it. Like within seconds. Because I have, I have those things. I have those boundaries in my mind. And if you're a person that suppresses your feelings a lot, if you are um, suppressed a lot as a child, it might be helpful for you to prepare before you have those tough conversations and to set boundaries, reminding yourself, this is my experience. This is how I experienced something. 
that this person did. And that is not up for debate at all. So anything outside of X and Y and Z is gaslighting and it's not acceptable. Mm -hmm. I think that's it, right? Because like, it's so simple yet, like so many people don't do it. If somebody's brave enough to come to you with an issue or something they're feeling, that definitely takes a lot for them to do because tough conversations are just uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And like, that's just not a thing that's normal or, or normalized, um, in society. The first thing and the least you should be doing one is actively listening and not waiting to respond, but to apologize for creating that experience, regardless if you intended to or not, like those should be the first things coming out of your mouth. I'm sorry, not, well, why would you think I would do that? Like, what do you mean? And like, and then your, then your experience and your feelings are up for debate and that's a boundary that needs to be set. Yeah. But think about it. Like you're coming, like, let's say you come to me with something you're like, Hey, Jess, this has been really bothering me. You did this. And I'm like, I didn't do that. What are you talking about? Like, why would you say that? That well, you think I'm a bad person. And then it goes, it's like, completely going away from the fact that you were brave enough to come to me with an issue because you thought that we were going to have a productive conversation and you were going to feel better. And I literally just made it about me and started making you feel bad about it. Yeah. And that happens so much. So we'll get to this towards the end, but I, I just wanted to like make note of that. Like if there's one thing you get out of this episode, follow Steph's like, clear boundaries here and it was like if they're not saying if, if it's not i'm sorry that i, I made you feel this way mm -hmm. i'm sorry that this happened i can understand why you would feel that way mm -hmm. or let's talk through next steps so that we can you know so this doesn't happen again so that we can get to a resolution mm -hmm. yeah like just that will create such a safe space and a way for you both to have a conversation, like a positive conversation or a productive conversation right. around that, because that's what you would, ex that's what you would want as a human. If the roles were, were reversed. Yeah. And I understand, but I'm sorry, but there's no place for that. Yeah. I mean, we both cut each other off when we do that. And I think we're so much better. It's like, I'm sorry, but, and I was like, no, no, but no, but we're just going to stick to that. And then we're going to build off of that. I think it's important to, if, we talked about what it meant to be the person who's coming to someone and saying, this bothered me, let's address it. And, you know, how to recognize that gaslighting for someone who is on the receiving end of it, of someone coming to you and saying, hey, this bothered me. We are very quick to defend our own honor. And, and, and sometimes it, it, it's not coming from um, bad intention or bad place. It's just more so to be like, hey, like, you know, I only did this because you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, you were doing this or whatnot. Just think about what uh, an, uh, an apology that you've received that you felt was so sincere. Mm -hmm. And there is such a high likelihood that the apology that you're feeling was sincere did not include a but or I did this because. Yeah. It just included, I am so sorry that I created that experience for you. I will never do that again. Mm. I am so sorry that I created that experience for you. This is what I'm going to do so that it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Man, I wish more people did that. <laughs> I feel like it would really normalize tough conversations because people would be like, oh, it's going to be safe. It's going to be. Well, it's vulnerability. It's like you said, people, people can't be vulnerable. So it's, it's hard to get out of this idea that you're perfect or that you don't make mistakes or that you're in the wrong to say, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry that I did that. Yeah. Right. And it, at that point, just remember that it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter why the you did that because matter. that person still felt hurt. Yeah. The hurt is still there. It doesn't matter if you didn't do it, you know, the intention doesn't like matter. Malicious intent. It doesn't matter. The person's still hurt. Yeah. And I think people 
don't focus on that. They just focus on, again, the ego and their intention and why. And I'm guilty of that too. There's times that I fuck up with like us and like saying something and I'm like, you're like, Hey babe, that hurt my feelings. And I'm like, I'll say, I'm sorry. You know, my intent, like I, I intended to do this. And then I'm like, sometimes I say it and then I'm like, but I know that doesn't matter. And then I'll go back to the apology. So I feel like I'm getting better at that, but people focus so much on their intent and like making themselves feel better because they want to get that validation from that other person to be like, you don't think I'm a bad person, right? Like, this is why I did it. Like, and yeah. for them to be like, oh, okay. I get, you know what I mean? Like they want to hear like, oh, I get why you would do that. No, it's not about you. It It's about the experience that was created for that other person that they're being so vulnerable that they're coming to you and saying, hey, let's fix this because I don't feel good about it. Mm-hmm versus assuming that that's just something you're doing you know like they clearly don't think you're a bad person if they're coming to you to be vulnerable with you about it Mm -hmm. that's true so that's something to keep in mind that is very true so let's i want to wrap up and provide some tips on how you can deal with gaslighting if you um go to someone to share your feelings and they're gaslighting you. So I shared, um, just shared one piece, which is, and I know it's something that we've talked about before, but it's, it takes time to get to that point and awareness of yourself, of how you feel when you're being gaslighted and the patterns in that feeling. So that when you feel it in a conversation, you know, you can pinpoint that feeling of like, I know what that feeling is and that's when I'm being gaslighted. So I'm going to call it for what it is. Then I shared some tips about my approach, which is having some boundaries, very clear boundaries in your mind of what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable when it comes to a response from the person that you're sharing um, the feelings with and you're providing that feedback to. Um, There's there's also a, a couple of other tips in regards to like, just truly trusting your version of reality and maybe even telling yourself that before a conversation or during a conversation, if you're saying to someone, you did this and it bothered me and they're like, well, how could you think that I would do that? Do you think I'm a bad person? It's trusting your reality of saying, my reality is that you said or did X and Y Mm -hmm. and it made me feel this way. That's my reality. Mm-hmm. that's the reality that I'm living in right now. That's, that's, that's it. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you say that out loud, but it means that you remind yourself of that in that conversation, even if you have to remove yourself from that conversation without getting what you were looking to get out of it. Yeah. Those are good ones. Um, another thing is sometimes if you have to leave that conversation and you're not getting what you wanted out of it, whether that be an apology, you know, next steps to correct the action, you can write down what happened. You can, you can write, literally write down the facts of what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, um, or you can even do it before you approach that conversation. Um, after the, the incident happens, just write down like, what are, what are the, what are the things that I know to be true that happened? Yeah. Um, just to help you be in your own version of reality so that if you are getting gaslighted, you're not like, Oh wait, did, am I, am I assuming that this, this is bad, that they're a bad person? Am mm-hmm. I, am I being mean? Um, and then the last piece is like, I think there's like a really big sense of dread that you feel when you're being gaslighted because you hold on to this wish that things were different. Like I wish that this person would just understand Mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I wish that you would just like hear and like, I wish you would just listen to what I'm saying. Sometimes you need to let go of that and just have some hard boundaries and recognize that just because someone is not willing or able at that moment to um, see you in that way and recognize and apologize or rectify um, what you're coming to them about does not mean that it doesn't exist or that it's it's not real. It just means that that person's not capable of giving you that at the moment and you need to move on. Yeah. I know that's tough for some people. Yeah. 
Um, those are all great. I, I think the only thing I would add in what I practice is just calling it what it is. Yes. I just, as soon as it happens now, I didn't then, I wish I had it then, then, but it is what it is. If it's, if I'm being gaslighted, I just say, you're gaslighting me. And yeah. sometimes the person doesn't know what that means or you're in the middle of a fight. So you're not going to be like, Hey, do you know what that means? Um, but if you don't think they know what that means for me, it's like, you're gaslighting me. And you know, this you're making is, me question my own reality. You know, I would then say that you're making me question my own reality. And to Steph's point, like sometimes you just have to walk away from it. And like, that sucks. But the reason I say to say it out loud is because we're human and we reflect and we're ego driven. And so the minute you say that to that person, regardless if they're going to be defensive or not, when you, they leave that conversation, they're at least going to look up the word gaslighted <laughs> or they're going to internalize that and be like, was I actually doing that? And yeah. then, you know, it's a gamble at that point. Like they might change, they might not, but at least you spoke your truth. At least you said it out loud. And there's some sort of, for me, there's power in that and being like, nah, homie, you're gaslighting me right now. And I'm not, I'm not about that. And so even if I don't get the satisfaction of having a productive conversation, I at least have the satisfaction of speaking my truth and being able to walk away from that, not questioning my reality. Yeah. And I think you can, you know, you're like, nah, homie, you gaslighted me. And I'm not about that. You can also, that's one way to go about it. You can also say to someone, um, I want to pause for a second. What you're doing right now is you're gaslighting me and you're making me question my own reality. I came and I initiated this conversation because I want to address an action that you did that made me feel X and Y and Z. And that's the only topic that I want to address in this conversation. Yeah. Another way to do it. <laughs> I think I kind of touched on this in the tough conversation episode, but if I didn't, um, here's a treat. Um, I find it very helpful when you want, when you know what you want to get out of a conversation, you start with that. You're very good at doing that in a work setting. I hear you on calls and you're like, the goal of this meeting is X, Y, and Z. I like that using that in like tough conversations and being like, Hey, thanks for meeting with me. The goal of me having this conversation with you is to talk about X, Y, and Z. And I'd like for it to be productive and for us not to gaslight each other. And then that's when I would define gaslighting and saying, is that something that we can do? So you set, you set the stage, you set the stage on like what's going to happen and, and kind of give it a moment. And that way it's kind of, for me, it's like a kind of a competition, right? It's like, now I have to be on my best behavior. Like this is the, the rules have been set. So now I know I have to be like, I have to be listening actively. I can't do this gaslighting thing that I just learned about. If this person <laughs> doesn't know. And I, I like, I know the rules. I know what the goal of this is versus not knowing the unknown and then just being driven by ego. And even saying that, like, let's not let our egos get in the way of yeah, having a productive yeah, conversation. Yeah. That way it's like, okay, cool. Now let's start. And then when they're do, if they do it, you're like, Hey, I thought we just talked about this. We're not, you know, <laughs> hey. I don't know. That's just for me. Like I, I like kind of setting the stage for that. And I think that might work for some people and maybe it doesn't, but yeah. And sometimes tough conversations trigger people. So they, maybe they walked away upset as well during that same instance. And now they want to bring it up. They want to, they're like, well, since we're talking about it, let me tell you how you piss me off. Yeah. Right. So it is important to set those boundaries of like, I'm coming to you. This, this is my experience. And I would like to talk about this instance mm -hmm. and talk through next steps. Right. Yeah. Because then it's like, no, no, no. I brought this, my feelings to you. And I want that address. That's the conversation that we're having yeah. right now. Yeah. We're not going to say, sorry, and this is what I need you to do. Mm -hmm. You know, no, you did this so that, and that's what it caused me to do X and Y and Z. No, 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 we're not doing that. Yeah. I think you and I have had a lot of practice with that <laughs> just within our own relationship. Yeah. Like if we're being vulnerable and honest about it, like 
that's something that you and I have done a lot of work on and me especially because I think I was the person to be like, I'm sorry, but like, and then tack on the things that I need. Cause it was like an opportunity for us to like, because for me, the rules were in set. It's like, Oh, we, we're going into battle here. Like, all right, I'm going to fix that. But like, no, I need you to fix this, but that's not what it is. And now as we're older, we're a little bit better about communicating that. And I love that. Like you and I can go into a disagreement and be very clear about what we want. We'll be like, Hey, this is whatever, whatever. And then if we get like sidetracked, you're very good. And I'm very good at being like, Hey, we, I need this address first. And then we can talk about your stuff, but we need to stick on this first. And then we're, we both give each other that you're like, okay, you're right. Let's, let's, we still have some, you know, disagreements that, you know, we need like a night to cool off. So not to paint the picture of that course, we're like, of course. Hello, Jess, I would like to talk to you. Here's yes. the agenda. No, Number no, one no, is no. how upset I am. No, we have blowout fights for sure. Like that's just, it is what it is. Like we're, we're a couple, like yeah. we're going to disagree, but I think we've been very good yes. about recognizing the things that we don't want to do or how we don't want to be treated. And so we're very exactly. clear about that. Exactly. And I want to point out one thing that just, you just popped into my mind mm-hmm. that I've shared with you before, but I think why it's super important. And I speak for all the people who have issues with suppressing their feelings and not being able to talk about them. When someone comes to you and they say, for example, Jess, I did not like it that you, this is hypothetical. This has never happened. Jess, I did not like it that you told me to shut up in front of other people. It made me feel very disrespected and it made me feel bad. Right. Mm -hmm. And now Jess says, I'm sorry. It's just that you were being so loud and it was really embarrassing. What is this? An episode of married at first sight? Cause that's definitely (laughs) what happened. (laughs) So what that says to me is, Oh, I'm sorry that I made you feel that way, but you deserve that because you did X and Y and Z. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, it doesn't matter what I do. I don't deserve to be made to feel that way from you. That's a good example because I'm sure so many people literally picked it from Love at Married at First Sight. Love at First Sight. I don't know. Married I don't know. It's too many shows. Too many shows. It's married at First Sight. Yeah. It was, they, didn't, they didn't handle it this. No, smoothly. they weren't that smooth, but, but he definitely told her to shut up. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a good one. So those are all the tips. Hope you've learned about gaslighting. Hope you're able to call people out yes. when they're gaslighting you and yes. they're able yes. to learn and you're able to have more productive and vulnerable conversations totally that is the goal yeah and look look it up like look this up more like learn more about it because i'm sure there's better ways to define it in more examples so yeah don't be afraid to get curious on it as well thanks for listening yes thank you don't forget to rate us on itunes five stars please (laughs) okay five stars okay yes um cool yeah thanks Thanks for for listening. listening peace